Hello and welcome to episode four of 52 Writing Tips. My name is Sophie and every week I'm going to be taking you through uh, a brand new writing tip that will hopefully help you improve your manuscripts, help you get your dream on paper, maybe edit your novel or just summon the courage to uh, sit at a desk every morning and give it a go. So last week we talked about how to structure your story, how to get to grips with the the three-act structure of a book. This week we're going to take it a little step backwards and we're going to talk about how to find your writing stride, how to figure out what kind of writer you either are or want to be, and how to actually capitalize on that, how to turn your dreams into a reality that you sit down and get done every day. Now, writers, it seems, live in boxes. Either you plan your work or you don't. Either you write for the same time every day or you don't. Either you're a morning writer and you're joining the 5am Writers Club or you're an evening writer and you burn the oil at both ends. There definitely seems to be this implicit separation. It must be one or the other. It cannot be both. You shouldn't both be a morning and an evening writer. Heaven forbid, when would you sleep? Uh, You shouldn't both be a planner and a pantser. Now, when I started my writing journey as something that I wanted to do more regularly and not just something that I was going to commit to in November as part of National Novel Writing Month, I had no idea which camp I fell into. I had no idea what kind of a writer I was, whether I was a planner or a pantser, whether I was the kind of person who found ideas lying under the couch like old pennies or the person that had to bleed them out of a rock. I had no idea whether I was going to be any good, whether I would ever get any better, and most importantly of all, I had no idea whether it was a great idea to actually start focusing on writing, or some new breed of lunacy. And the thing is, I don't think I'm alone. I think every writer has had that day, that moment, that brief realisation over a cup of cooling coffee that, you know, hey... I'm taking this seriously. I want to make this work. And if you haven't had that realization yet, then it's definitely coming. It's born from self-reflection, but also from the confidence to stand up or, you know, sit down and go, this is a little bit crazy, but I think I'm just going to go ahead and do it anyway. Once you've had that realization, though, the problem is the next question that comes to your mind is what kind of a writer am I? And that's where you get a bit stuck. Now, I think there's only one way to answer this question of what kind of a writer am I? And that's to find out for yourself. Now, when I wrote my first full manuscript after getting the idea in a rather mundane way that we talked about last week, I wasn't a planner. I mean, I wasn't even a writer. I was just someone that liked to write blogs and occasionally dreamt of writing something that was longer than 1,250 words. I stepped out of my mum's car on some nondescript day in southeast London. There was no bolt of sunlight, no, you know, angels chorusing. I just had an idea. I had a question, a what if that was going around in my mind. And I sat with it. On the way into work, on the way into Charing Cross on the train, I started coming up with more ideas, you know. What if I set it in a tiny village in England? What if the protagonist was a down-and-out detective who was desperate to win back his estranged wife's affections? What if the woman from Mars could read minds? 
And I kind of took my own advice that we talked about the other week in terms of letting your idea sit and 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 dwell a little bit. I, I think I let it sit for about three months, actually, until I moved to Sweden um, and discovered what a real winter is with snow and blizzards and minus 15 conditions. And very quickly, I discovered the joy of staying inside where it was warm and writing. Um, but I didn't have a plan. I had a handful of ideas. I had a couple of questions that I'd asked myself on that train. And I took that and I wrote. I wrote 100,000 words, in fact. And by and large, I would say that those 100,000 words were pretty bad. I mean, at this point, I hadn't started my course. I hadn't done any formal training in writing at all. I, I was vaguely aware of the three-act structure in the sense that you're aware that all stories have a beginning, a middle, and an end. But I didn't think about it as I wrote, which is probably why it meandered in the middle and sagged right at the end, right at the point where I needed the story to take off and fly. But you know what? Those 100,000 words taught me something. Firstly, it taught me that I didn't know how to make the second act tick, and I didn't know how to make the third act explode. It taught me that I needed to go back to study, to read some books, and to learn from some writers. It also taught me that Google Docs at that point in 2017 was definitely not set up for a 100,000 word document. It lagged something horrendous. So it taught me that if I was going to take this seriously and write in long form, then I was going to need to find some piece of software that at least allowed me to watch my words appear in real time as I wrote them out. It taught me that when you finish your first ever manuscript, there's not this kind of overwhelming sense of achievement that I had assumed there would be. It's a bit more of a fizzle than a pop. You sort of put that final full stop down and turn around and the world has not shifted. But it also taught me a really important thing. And it taught me what kind of a writer I was. It told me I wasn't a pantser, not by any stretch of the imagination. I definitely couldn't write and subconsciously attach a skeleton to my work as I went. It also taught me that I write a lot better in the morning than I do in the evening. I tend to be more creative when I'm sort of half grumpy and half asleep, as opposed to when I'm normally pretty stressed coming off the back of a day at work. It also taught me that I absolutely can write 100,000 words. And I think that's the important part of starting your writing journey or even reinventing yourself as a writer if you've taken a bit of a break from it is to just give it a go and see how much of yourself and how much of your process you figure out as you write. Now you may be sitting there or standing there or walking there thinking well that's all well and good Sophie but I actually am a step before that. I'm not even sure what I want to write yet. I don't know if I want to do children's books or young adult fiction or memoir. I don't know whether I want to write science fiction or horror or thriller or romance. Now, there's a possibility that you feel drawn or pulled in a thousand different directions. And that's, you know, normal. I had exactly the same thing. The trick is not to worry about it. Don't be worried that you are going to start writing one novel and decide you don't like it, or that you'll write in one genre and then decide that you hate it. Maybe you're not sure if you want to write 100,000 words. Maybe that sounds awful. Maybe you'd like a genre with a smaller word count. 
Maybe you want to focus on short stories or flash fiction or poems. Maybe you don't want to write books at all. The thing is, at the very beginning, or even when you're coming back to writing, that element of not being sure is both totally normal and 100% okay. You have to remember that at this point you're exploring and it's okay when you get it wrong because it teaches you something. If you want to try your hand at sci-fi, try it. If you want to write a whodunit or a Stephen King-worthy thriller, then do it. My first manuscript was about Mars and now I'm writing about Tudor England. Honestly, there are no rules to what you can and can't write other than the rules that you set for yourself. So explore a little bit, have a look into different genres, have a look at the different word counts attached to them. See where you want to go and put your explorer's cap on and investigate. But just remember at this point that there are no right answers. You're not going to make mistakes by trying out brand new things. You're only going to learn something about yourself. And that's the most important part. The final thing that I want to talk about in relation to discovering the kind of writer that you are is in that discovery of how you write best. Now, you might have an idea of something you want to try, what you want to look into. Maybe you're feeling pumped, you're deciding, okay, I'm going to sit down on Monday after work, because honestly, who starts a new habit on a Tuesday? Um, And you're going to write or work on your project for a couple of hours. Now, let's say that you've spent a couple of hours on Monday. So then come Tuesday, you feel like you don't need to do anything. You can just take it easy. Wednesday, stuff gets in the way, you've got to do some chores, maybe you've booked in a FaceTime, you've got to cook dinner, you're tired, you've got a headache, you're just not in the creative mindset to write. This repeats itself on Thursday, and and Friday you have great intentions for making space for it, but then, you know, it is a Friday after all, so why would you want to write in the evenings when you could sit down and watch a movie or have a glass of wine? So then it gets to Monday again, and you've got that two hour gap. And you look at what you've put down on paper and you go, wow, how long is it going to take me to write a whole novel or a whole young If I can only squeeze in two hours a week. Well, the answer is a while. And while you're in this initial discovery phase of your writing, um, which honestly is the most freeing phase because you don't need to A, show your work to anybody or B, try and sell it. When you're in this discovery phase, you want to try as much as you can to chalk those hours up consistently. So my advice to you is this, find one hour in your day that you can always commit to. Perhaps it's the hour before work. Perhaps it's the hour that you take at lunch. Maybe it's the hour after the kids have gone to bed. Find one hour and set that time aside to write and stick to it. So if your alarm is going off an hour early, teach yourself to actually get up and not hit snooze. When you're knackered at the end of the day, when you've got a headache, make a habit of getting your laptop and going to sit at your desk or your sofa and focus on writing. I promise you that half of the battle with writing is the habit of it. It's about finding the time to write, finding the space to write, and finding the mental energy to put all of those things together. You've just got to prioritize it in the same way that you prioritize eating or having a cup of coffee in the morning. You don't tend to forget those things because they are habits. And that's the same with writing. It needs to become a habit. 
for me, it's the first thing I do. I wake up and between five and seven, not always 5 a.m. on the dot, but at least an hour and a half of the time between five and seven, I write. I get in about two hours a day, five to six days a week, which is, you know, about 10 hours of writing. And when you add all of that up over the space of a month, that's some serious time. That's some serious effort being put into the craft. And that's definitely better than doing absolutely nothing with it. Now, if you didn't like the sound of any of those things, if waking up early or putting aside your lunch break doesn't sound great, um, then how about these ideas? So here are six things that you can do to try and find your own writing flow. And I think the key is your own. It should be something unique to you because what works for me isn't going to work for you necessarily. And what works for you isn't going to work for the next person. It needs to be something that you enjoy and that you will come back to. So tip one, when you get the urge to write, write, sit down, grab a piece of paper. If you're on the train on the way into work, you know, write on your phone. If you're sitting outside, not so possible at the moment in Sweden with the blanket of snow, but um, if you're in warmer climes and you can sit outside, then do it. Put the words down, send a text message to yourself, whatever it takes. The trick, however, is recognizing this urge and then teaching yourself not to wait for it teaching yourself to write regardless of whether or not you feel that spark of inspiration. Tip two, start small and work up. Begin with five minutes, just five minutes every day. You can 100% put aside five minutes. On the first day, do five. On the second day, try and do 10. On the third day, try and do 15. Keep pushing it up until you find a period of time where you will consistently be focused. Tip three, try, just try getting up an hour early and writing something, anything down. Tip four, try staying awake an hour later and doing the same thing. Write something, honestly, anything down. Tip five, try and entice yourself into writing by creating a kind of cozy writing space. Maybe go out and buy a few candles and you'll light them when it's time for writing. Start setting yourself up with a series of events that prompts your brain that it's time to start writing. And finally, tip six, and I think this is where my Britishness comes out, try making yourself like a cup of tea or a cup of coffee every time you want to sit down to write to signal that it's time to write. I do wonder whether I've almost trained myself in the way that you train a dog, um, that when I make a cup of tea, in the morning, it's a signal that I'm about to start writing. And I don't know which I look forward to the most, the cup of tea or the fact that I need to sit down and write. And I think that shows that I've definitely trained my brain to the point where it can't tell the difference between being tired and grumpy and uh, really fancying a cup of tea. But let's summarize, shall we, how to find your way of writing. So if you're at the beginning of your writing journey or if you're coming back to it after a break or if you've been writing for a while but you're just not sure how to designate the time, the trick is to explore, to test and to see what works for you. Ultimately, if you want to write more often, if you want to be a writer, you need to prioritize it. You need to be able to set time aside in your diary and you need to be able to keep that commitment to yourself and to your writing in a consistent way. 
So try out different methods, try out different things, maybe try the candle, maybe try the tea, maybe try waking up a bit early or going to bed a bit late. Just don't be afraid. There's no right or wrong answer when you're in exploration phrase. Don't be afraid to delve into different genres. Don't be afraid to discover what works for you and what you really enjoy doing. So that's it of week four of 52 writing tips. Um, I've been Sophie. It's been an absolute pleasure and I hope to see you back here next week for week five uh, where I'll be thinking up some new and hopefully useful writing tip to help you on your way. Thank you for listening. And if you do enjoy the podcast, please like, um, subscribe, or maybe leave a review if you uh, if you think it's helped you today. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys next week. Bye.